You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Taylor Blake Ward, and thank you for making us a part of your Thursday. And what a Thursday it is. April 4th, 2019, a.k.a. the 2019 home opener for your Los Angeles Angels. Are you going to the game tonight? I sure hope so. If you are, send over a tweet to Lockdown Angels or me personally at Taylor Blake Ward. And even if you're not heading to the game, share your fondest memory of any Angels home opener with us, and we'll share it on the show tomorrow. Also, happy opening day to minor league baseball and all of its players, coaches, broadcasters, and office staff. We'll touch on that later in the first segment, but today is the Angels' home opener, and we have some information if you're heading to the ballpark tonight. Angels will play their home opener with first pitch at 7.07 tonight, coming from the Dark Knight, Matt Harvey. He's coming off a great start last Friday where he went six innings, allowed two runs. It should have been one. He goes in with an 0-0 record and a 3 ERA. He'll be matched up against Edson Volquez, who's 0-0 with a 9 ERA. He allowed four runs and four innings against the Cubs on Saturday. Texas is coming into the Big A with a 4-2 record against the Angels with a 1-5 record. The Angels are telling everyone to arrive early tonight, which I know is hard if you're doing it to do if you're coming from work and have to fight traffic from South Orange County or North Orange County or the Inland Empire or Los Angeles region. But if you get the chance to get there early, uh, the Angels have some pregame festivities that are going to be really exciting. As you walk into the ballpark, first 30,000 fans receive a wall calendar, and I use these every single year. They're big enough to write on and put your schedule down, but that's only a small part. You have the video board playing with pictures of loved ones of those that we've lost over the last year, which is really touching. A lot of uh, deep friends that we have lost over the last year. I wasn't around for this, but the Angels are celebrating the Yes We Can Angels of 1979 that won the AL West Championship. That group will have Hall of Famer Rod Carew, should be Hall of Famer, Bobby Gritch, Don Ossie, Dave Frost, Jim Anderson, and Becky Baylor, the wife of the late and great Don Baylor. We miss Don a lot. Don was a fantastic guy that uh, treated me personally really well, and I can't say enough about him. So I'm going to be happy to see Becky out there. A lot of childhood heroes from many from that generation, so it should be really exciting. Then they'll unveil that giant 300-foot American flag out in center, and it it spans from left to to right field. It's a 300-foot flag. It's really great. As Malia Sivitz sings the national anthem, and my favorite part of opening day, the U.S. Air Force C-17's Globe Master will do a flyover on the final notes of the national anthem. It shakes the stadium. I, I can't think of anything that I enjoy more than a flyover. And I'm talking about puppies. I'm talking about rainbows. I'm talking about uh, grilled cheese in the morning. I love flyovers. They're one of my favorite things in the entire world. Just went to a NASCAR race, and the I went to a few NASCAR races, sadly. Spent a lot of money on that. And the flyovers, man, there's nothing like it. So I hope you guys are there for that. Then you'll hear the famous Calling All Angels video from Train. I won't sing it. I'm such a bad singer. And a new, likely a new intro video with fireworks and announcements. And then Matt Harvey and the Angels take the field. Angels will be playing their home opener. What a thrilling day it will be. And we hope you get to be a part of it, whether you're at the ballpark or tuning in on Fox Sports West or AM830 for the course of the game. Of course, we'll have the updates tomorrow. We'll recap the game, talk about it. Make sure to, sh- one more time, make sure to share your favorite Angels home opener moment with us. 
Just tweet us at LockedOnAngels, or you can tweet me personally at TaylorBlakeWard, and we're going to share the best ones on the show tomorrow. Did you go with your dad or your mom? Did you go with your kids? Did you go with Aunt Susie? Did the Angels win on a walk-off? Whatever it was, let us know what it was, and we hope you enjoyed it. As we noted, opening day for Minor League Baseball 2, happy wishes to the three Steves, and I call them that, because they are the broadcasters for the Angels' top three affiliates, as Steve Klauke has the Salt Lake Bees, Steve Goldberg has the Mobile Bay Bears, and Steve Went has the Inland Empire 66ers. Best wishes to them in the Bees, Bay Bears, 66ers, and Burlington Bees front offices as well, as Burlington doesn't have a broadcast team but they did welcome Ted Gutman as their media relations manager. We want to say thank you to him for reaching out already, being a part of uh, letting us know about Burlington's roster and items like that. So thank you, Ted. Best wishes to all the minor league players, and it goes unnoticed by most. This goes for the coaches as well. These guys show up to the ballpark a couple hours before the game and start their work then. They show up, go over tape, do their workout, go do early development reps for over an hour, take batting practice, go back into the clubhouse and watch more tape, go back out for pregame stretch, play a three-hour game, and then spend one or two more hours after the game revamping everything they did before the game, and they do that for less than minimum wage. Yes, it's a dream job to play professional baseball, but these guys are barely making $4 an hour, and you really have to praise them. They're hundreds and th- hundreds of thousands of miles away from their family. They do this every day for over half a year just to chase a dream that only 10 to 20% of them will ever see. If you're listening and you're a minor league ball player, I tip my cap to you for your work ethic and desire to improve your overall life and those you impact in a positive way. Don't let any ranking or someone else's opinion dictate how hard you work, how talented you are, or your desire to improve and to win. Now, when it comes to the Angels minor league openers, the first will be from Burlington, Iowa, as the Burlington Bees take on the Quad City River Bandits. Jose Soriano will be the starter for that one, one of the Angels' top young pitching prospects. That game was moved back to Burlington when Quad City couldn't host it because of flooding. That game will be at 4 p.m. All these times are Pacific, so arrange accordingly. The Mobile Bay Bears will open up at home against Pensacola with Jeremy Beasley on the mound at 4.30 Triple-A Salt Lake opens up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's at 5.30 with Jaime Berea getting the nod for the Bees. And finally, it's the Inland Empire 66ers at home against the Lake Elsinore Storm. I know a lot of people are heading out to that that do tune into the show. There has not been a starter noted just yet, but that game takes place at 7 o'clock in San Bernardino at Inland Empire. And that's going to make it a really exciting day for Angels minor leagues on opening day for them. We'll be right back with a special guest, but first, let's talk about performance. If you've tuned in the show this week or last, you know that Blue Chew is the cheaper, better, and faster choice to gain peak performance. BlueChew.com, blue like the color, has the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, and since they're chewable, they work twice as fast. Blue Chew is giving a special offer to our listeners. Just head over to BlueChew.com, insert promo code MLB, and your first shipment is free. Don't be a one-and-done. Be a home-run hitter and use Blue Chew. We'll be right back with more Locked On Angels and our special guest. Welcome back to Locked On Angels, your number one daily stop for Angels information you can only find here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Speaking of the Locked On Podcast Network, our special guest comes to us from Locked On Tigers. His name is Chris Brown. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm all right. Now, Chris, I have to ask, is it hard to keep uh, track of all those dance moves you do in those uh, music videos? It's, yeah, it's just a lot like baseball. You uh, you go back to your uh, schooling, your training. 
I love it. Chris Brown, this is not the uh, pop artist or whatever you want to call him, Chris Brown. This is the writer from Tigstown over at 24-7 Sports where I used to work. Now Chris is there. Chris has been there longer than I have. And now Chris is doing Locked on Tigers. Chris, how are you enjoying being on Locked on Tigers? I really enjoy being here, and we've talked about it. How do you like being on Locked on Tigers? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, uh, it really – it's kind of – you know, I went to school for journalism, and you learn when you're writing, you, you tend to write a lot, and you learn how to cut it down and it makes you a better writer. And doing these short podcasts, I think, makes me a better podcaster, if you will. You know, you really learn to – cram every all the information that's relevant into a little spot and it's yeah it's funny it can be a little bit of work doing it every day but i think i really like the concept of it just doing 15 minutes a day it seems kind of perfect for for a lot of commutes probably not uh commute in la but uh you know no i i agree it's it's definitely improving your daily dose of covering the team and and doing it in a short span where you have to kind of condense everything it's really enjoyable now, Chris, I told you about this before you came on. Um, I wanted to ask you about Grayson Long. I know he just retired. We kind of talked about how you didn't really get to see him a whole lot because he didn't pitch for the Tigers. But guys like Elvin Rodriguez and Victor Alcantara, can you tell me about Elvin Rodriguez a little bit and what he's done with the Tigers? And then we'll maybe just jump into Victor Alcantara and what he's doing. These are guys that went over to the Tigers and trades from Justin Upton and Cameron Maven. Yeah, uh, so Elvin had a really strong season uh, in low uh, last year the, in the Midwest League with the West Michigan Whitecaps. Uh, he was just really consistent, very uh, dependable. His stuff doesn't kind of blow you away, but he's he's fearless with using it. He His best pitch is probably his curveball. It's above average pitch, but he also is kind of that modern idea of, of throwing the fastball up in the zone and then following up with the curveball. And he just he would pepper the top of the zone all game, and guys couldn't catch up with it. So it was really... It was impressive to see. I, I'm, he's kind of small and slight, so I'm not sure how much more growth potential he has. So that, that limits his ceiling a little bit to me. But he really he knows how to pitch. And, uh, you know, we have him in our top 50 prospects for the system for sure. And, and it'll be interesting to see what he does this year in IA Lakeland. Uh, with, with Alcantara, I think his profile has changed a bit since his early days with the Angels. I think he was throwing harder, and his main secondary pitch was a slider. Maybe. I don't know if this, this rings a bell with you. Oh yeah, no. This is that's that's uh, the cream the cream of the crop when the Angel system just wasn't very good and Victor was the the primary guy. Yeah, but what's interesting now is he he's more in the low nineties. I think he'll he'll touch like ninety four, ninety five. His main secondary pitch seems to be a changeup, but and he took this weird, very impressive jump last year where he suddenly just stopped walking people. It was a big issue for him and I, I, up until last year, and then it stopped, and he made his way to the majors, and now he's kind of one of their more reliable uh, middle relievers at the big league level. He just, nothing he throws is straight, everything moves like crazy, and uh, yeah, he, he's, he's become a, a, you know, a, a valuable piece for them uh, in as much as a middle reliever can be valuable. Yeah, you could tell when he was a teenager, real young in the Angels system, you could see all that upside and, and the movement and the velocity all kind of mixed together. You kind of saw him still as a relief profile. They were having him as a starter, but control was the primary thing. I think it's great that the Tigers were able to cap into all that. And if it means that he's not throwing 97, 98, 99, but instead throwing in the mid-90s and he's throwing it for strikes, I you know, I tip my cap to the Tigers for that one. That's a great deal. Now, Chris, uh, I, I asked this to a lot of people. But the Angels and the Tigers have started the season on a similar uh, route. Um, the offense just really isn't there. But they're at different stages 
in their building process and where they are. How are the Angels viewed outside of, let's say, the local market here, the Los Angeles market? How are they viewed by you in the Detroit market? Well, you know, for a long time, the Angels, even when the Tigers were good, they seemed to have Detroit's number for whatever reason, particularly in L.A. There was a stretch there where the Tigers were like 1 in 11. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's kind of – I know they, they take a backseat to the Dodgers, unfortunately, I think, everywhere. But, yeah, from a, a national level, at least from the Detroit perspective, I think a lot of people just view them kind of as Mike Trout and the, the Troutettes or something like that. You know, it's, it's, it's Mike Trout and a bunch of other pieces. But – you know, with the no- amount of deals that they have made with the Tigers over the last few years, there there has been sort of an increased uh, interest in the Angels. You know, they had Kinsler for a while up in, um, so uh, yeah. For for me, I try to pay a little bit. Like I, I'm trying to do this from the perspective of an average fan. For me, I, I look at the Angels as a really impressive case of of taking what was a bad farm system and, and improving it a lot in a very short time while still competing at the major league level. It's something that's really impressive. A lot of people will claim you can't do that, and I think the Tigers' front office will, would like to claim that. Uh, but yeah, I'm more impressed with what the Angels have done than what the Tigers have done, and, and that's without the top draft picks, generally. So I, I think it's, it looks like it's a good organization over there. And I think that's something that, you know, internally in this local market, we have really recognized that, and then the national media has started to kind of collect that. But it's great to hear that... You're a prospect guy. Uh, you you do a great job over at Tigstown, over at 24-7 Sports with Tigers prospects and everything like that. But you got to see a few Angels prospects over the time. But who are some Angels prospects you really like? Obviously, uh, you know, if you want to go obvious with Joe Adele, you can. But are there any guys that you really like from the Angels uh, farm system? Well, yeah, I do. Of course, it's hard not to like Adele. Uh, I really liked what – this is one of the things that from the outside perspective – just just guys making moves and taking jumps. Like, the, what, what happened with Griffin Canning immediately was really impressive. Uh, you know, he was drafted, I think he was the same draft as Alex Fido, and Fido has gone the exact opposite way, and he was picked, I don't know, 20, 30 picks ahead of Canning, so that's kind of disappointing for Tigers fans, but I really like the athleticism. You know, Brandon Marsh, uh, Jordan Adams, I was kind of following along with the National High School Invitational last year. It's going on right now to this year's version. But last year, that was his big uh, breakout party, and I was watching videos of him dunk, and, and he was, yeah, he's just such a good athlete, so that's exciting. And I love that the two kids they got from the Bahamas, was it D- Knowles and uh, DeVoe? That's, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know what, there was talk about DeVoe, like a swing change and stuff like that, but that's like two really exciting young athletic prospects from a, a place that seems to be producing a lot more of those these days, like guys like Jazz Chisholm and, and Christian Robinson and stuff with the, the, uh, the Diamondbacks. So... Yeah, I, I, there are a lot of young guys uh, to get excited with the Angels. I, I, I would switch spots with the Angels right now if I, <laughs> if I could. <laughs> well, I, th- see, I've, uh, I follow the Tigers, um, and there's guys on the Tigers' farm system that I really enjoy. But who are some guys – I mean, I could tell our listeners about it, but you're much more versed in it. Who are some of the guys that you know we're going to see with the Tigers in the coming years? Is it going to be Casey Mize? Is it going to be Matt Manning? Who, who are these guys that – the Tigers have that are really going to blossom into really talented baseball players. Yeah, I mean, I think those are the two big names. Uh, you know, Manny is the number one overall pick last year. Manning was a top ten pick a couple years ago. They they both have big arms. Manning, I think, has a higher upside. Mize is more of a kind of considered a more polished, almost ready to pitch in the majors this year. I, I you know I get a little skeptical whenever 
people say stuff like that because you just never know. And then a few times I've seen Mize pitch, he's gotten hit pretty hard, which is kind of concerning, but we'll see. But yeah, those are the two big names there. The uh, On the offensive side, there just isn't a whole lot to get excited about. They have Daz Cameron, who, who has improved, I think. There's still some debate. I think he'll be a solid everyday outfielder. There's some scouts who think he's more of a fourth outfielder, but that's, I mean, he's really one of their top two offensive prospects, which is kind of disappointing. And then they have Isaac Paredes, who they got from the Cubs in a trade a few years ago. And he is, he's just kind of, he gets compared to Johnny Peralta a lot uh, as a bigger bodied infielder, but he can really, he can really hit. And that's, you know, that's always good to have. He's just going to hit, he's going to hit for a little bit of power and he's going to get on. But those are, those are only the two guys that are close. The, the big one, kind of the highest upside offensive player in the system is Parker Meadows, who they took in the second round last year. He's a six foot five, speedy, got raw power. His older brother, Austin, is in the majors. But he's, you know, there are questions about his hit tool. And the Tigers haven't developed a hit tool in years. <laughs> I mean, it's basically Nick Castellanos. And he is essentially the same hitter he was in high school. So I don't know. I'm skeptical about that. But if Parker Meadows hits, then he, he's got a potential to be a star. I really like Meadows, and I love Mize, and um, I, I see the Tigers farm system on the rise, and it, a lot of it has to do with development, but we talked about that with Victor Alcantara um, and what they did with him, and so you know maybe there is a, a really strong future when it comes to the Tigers. Like I said, I love Vic, uh, Parker Meadows. Um, speaking, you, you noted the draft, and I wanted, I wanted to do this with you. I did it with Jeff Ellis, and... For our listeners that aren't familiar with Jeff Ellis, he is the Major League Baseball draft writer over at 24-7 Sports. I used to be the co-lead writer with him. He worked with both Chris and I. And Chris, I played this game with him when we were doing our podcast back in the day. And I want to play it with you if you don't mind. Uh, I know you're short on time, but maybe just two, three minutes here to close out uh, our little interview. Uh, I call this game Angels Minor Leaguer or NASCAR Driver. And you told me that you're not, you know, you don't follow NASCAR all that much. Uh, are you up for playing this game? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to switch it up just a little bit. I'm going to start, and I'm going to keep track. I'm going to play this game with a lot of guests, and I'm going to keep track and get a winner by the end of the year. So hopefully it's you. You're the first one this season. So I'm going to start you off <laughs> Daniel Suarez. Well, that sounds like a baseball player to me. That is a NASCAR driver. The only international oh. champion in NASCAR's touring uh, he won the Xfinity Series championship just a few years back. How about this one? Uh, Spencer Griffin. That also sounds like a baseball player. That is a baseball player. Angels minor right. leaguer. He's going to Burlington. I think Burlington this year. Yeah, Burlington. How about Nick Frank? Nick Frank. Hmm. I'll go baseball player. That is a baseball player. That is good. Another guy, he is with Burlington this year. He's going to be in the Burlington rotation. How about Austin Dillon? Uh, I'll go NASCAR there. 2018 Daytona 500 winner, Austin Dillon. Not bad. Good <laughs> job. This is, this is, I'm sure there's some NASCAR fans who are like, I can't believe he doesn't know who the guy, the guy who won the no, Daytona this 500. Is okay. This is a great job. You're doing great. This is a lot better than what Jeff did. How about Jack Kruger? That's, uh, I'll go baseball. That is. He's one of the Angels' top catching prospects. I think he just made MLB, MLB's top 30, uh, one of my personal oh, nice. favorites. He was number 17 on my personal uh, rankings. And just for the last one, Bubba Wallace. Oh, see, this. I feel like this could be a trick question. 
because Bubba just sounds like a driver, but uh, I'll go with driver anyway. Yep, Bubba Wallace, the only African-American in NASCAR currently. Oh, wow. Hey, five for six. That's really good. That's not bad. That's the a only solid day at the plate. I'll take that. Yeah, that's a great day. Daniel Suarez is the only one you didn't get. That's not bad. And these are I'll up to it. date. These are up to date. You know, minor leaguers. These are up to date NASCAR drivers. So I wasn't trying to trick you too much. But great job, Chris. Hey, Chris. Thanks for coming on the show. Where can people find your work? Uh, yeah, you can hear me every day on Lockdown Tigers. Uh, you can follow the Twitter account at Lockdown Tigers or at Chris Brown oh nine one four. And then I write for Tigestown doing minor league coverage, mostly the Tigers, so, you know, Angels fans might not be too excited, but, uh, yeah, go ahead and check it out. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, and I know it's opening day for the Tigers, or home opener for the Tigers, and you're heading out there. Good luck to the Tigers, and thank you again for coming on, Chris. Thanks, Taylor. It's good to talk to you. That's all we have for today's show, everyone. Thanks again to Chris Brown for coming on the show. He has such a busy schedule with the Tigers home opener and recording Locked On Tigers here on the Locked On Podcast Network, so we really want to thank him for coming on. We want to thank you for tuning in. Once again, you can download this podcast or any of the Locked On Angels podcasts over at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the new Himalaya Podcast app, free and easy to download through your Apple app or Google Play Store. Today, the Angels home opener. If you're going, send us a tweet. Let us know if you're going. Send us a picture from the home opener. And let us know what your favorite home opener memory is, whether you went with your son, daughter, wife, husband, Aunt Susie, whoever it was. Let us know, and we'll make sure to have it on the show tomorrow. To do that, follow us at Locked On Angels, or you can follow me personally at Taylor Blake Ward. We'll be here tomorrow, same time, same place, breaking down the Angels home opener. Have a wonderful Thursday, everyone.